Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. These are things that really helped me to understand the, the depth of faith and the fact that that faith can bring strength to the people in Ukraine. We're returning to Ukraine this week to get another perspective on how our Christian faith is helping people survive the tragedy of Russia's ongoing war. We are standing up for Ukraine. We're standing up for the Ukraine people too. Of course, we wanted to help if we could help. Katarina Hansen there, a Swedish expat seeking to help Ukrainian refugees abroad. We'll hear from her later in the show. But first, let's go to Monsignor Robert Vitillo. He's the Secretary General of the International Catholic Migration Commission, or ICMC for short. We arrived in Lviv, in the western part of Ukraine, and the purpose of our visit was a second solidarity visit to uh, our church partners in in Ukraine to let them know of the the concern and the care that we have as the International Catholic Migration Commission. Monsignor Vitello visited Ukraine recently along with officials from the Knights of Columbus and Catholic Health Association of the U.S. They went to identify medical supply needs with their partners in Ukraine. Been able to put together a container with $1 million of medicines and medical supplies that will be leaving the United States very soon. And we're partnering with the Knights of Columbus in Ukraine to deliver those materials and those medicines to both Catholic hospitals and government hospitals that need them. The war has dragged on for over a year now and has caused much trauma and suffering for many families. One of the first visits I made was to the Lviv Cemetery, where I saw 300 new graves of fallen soldiers. And that was a very, very difficult and sad experience for us, and also brought our solidarity to mind, not only with those who have lost their lives, but then with their families and so many people who grieved their loss. Also, a huge loss to the society in, in Ukraine, because these are mainly younger men who would be important contributors to society in their country of origin. The ICMC has helped both Greek, Catholic, and Latin churches put together a training program for priests and seminarians to help them respond to the mental health and psychosocial needs of the faithful. The purpose of that training is to help seminarians become sensitive to the emotional needs of people uh, in general, but especially those who are affected by uh, a terrible war. Many times people in Ukraine go first to the priest, they trust the priest, and they'll discuss things that they see as spiritual needs, but they're very much affected also by emotional reactions and trauma for the war. And so you wanted to help the seminarians recognize these needs and know how to respond and also know how to recognize those needs that they cannot uh, handle themselves but need to refer to professional psychologists, psychiatrists, and social workers. I attended one of those trainings, 
and I was very much deeply touched by the reactions of the seminarians, their goodwill in wanting to uh, be able to uh, listen to the people, and yet also their hesitancy and their fear because they wanted to be sure that they wouldn't make the people's problems worse. Another program supported by the church is therapy for soldiers who have finished their tour of duty and their families. In three weekend intensive sessions, and they really uh, work on helping the returning military to be able to express their pain, to express the horror that they were involved in, and to reestablish the family links once they're coming back home to their families. Uh, many of the, the spouses told me that it was very difficult because the men kind of closed in on themselves and therefore were not so available to the family that needed them so much to return home to them, both emotionally and physically. And I listened to some of the discussions that were held during this intensive treatment program. And I was very, very impressed with the, the experts that came to help facilitate these programs. A number of them are priests, they're professional psychologists, but they also have brought in some experts to give them extra training on trauma treatment to be able to assure not only a re-entry of military, but a real integration within their own families. The church continues to push and hope for a lasting peace, but at the same time, her ministers are preparing to respond to the long-term pain the war is causing. We saw many signs of hope among the people. As much as they are struggling with the constant bombardments that come at any time, and you can't prepare for them very well, and, and also the, uh, the social and the economic impact on the country. At the same time, we saw people really being involved in trying to help those in need, even those who are in need themselves are helping others. And so I see that as a sign of hope because it develops strength and it also helps people want to see an end to the war and being involved both in praying and in action that's going to eventually help Ukraine come out of the war and build itself into the same and if not even a better country than it was before they were attacked. These are things that really help me to understand the depth of faith and the fact that that faith can bring strength to the people in Ukraine and also give them the resilience that they need now and supply them with the inspiration of hope so that they could look to the future. You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. We're examining the long-term impact of Russia's war in Ukraine. We've heard about what's being done for Ukrainians in the country. Now let's look at how another institution is helping Ukrainians who have fled abroad. This is a year ago, and when Russia invaded Ukraine, the 24th of February 2022, a lot of members actually from all over the world. We have 6,000 members in 30 countries in 70 chapters. And I received a lot of emails asking how can we help as an organization. Immediately on the Facebook we use in Svea, I said we are standing up for Ukraine, we're standing up for the Ukraine's people too. We're back with Katarina Hansen. She's the president of Sway International, which stands for the Swedish Women's Educational Association. One of the things we do in Svea, it is fundraise. And fundraising seems like something concrete we could do to raise money and distribute to benefit Ukrainian interests. So we decided in Sweden, we found the, the organization, also non-profit, Berekos Lyftet, and the Ukrainian Professional Support Center. It was brought to our attention 
and actually deemed to be a perfect fit because we maintain Swedish language, culture and tradition outside Sweden. We could do that in Sweden with Ukrainian refugees. Swears members across the globe come together to pitch in for Ukrainian refugees who have fled to Sweden. A part of that process is actually to find work and become a part of the community. And it is about to learn Swedish and be able to communicate. And that's the key to achieving that faith. And all 70 chapters were active and contributed. And as a result, we raised 1 million Swedish crowns. And that's more than 100,000 US dollars. And that's actually our largest fundraiser in Sweden's history. So the goal is to educate mainly the women, Ukrainian women coming refugees in Swedish and tradition and actually social codes to prepare them to get into the workforce because that's the goal actually. Katarina, herself an expat Swede living in Perth in Western Australia, understands the difficulties someone faces when they leave their homeland to live in another country. We could see ourselves in that situation. I mean, we have all left Sweden. Of course, it's not a war in Sweden, but we all arrived to a country. And you can arrive to a country and you don't know a word. And we understood that situation, how important it is to communicate, because that's the key. You open up all the doors. And that's the thing we can relate to ourselves, being Swedish-speaking women living abroad. As is well known, most Ukrainian refugees are women and children, since men are generally barred from leaving the country in case they are called up to fight. Katerina thinks there is a special Ukrainian trait that has helped the women deal with the difficulty of starting a new life. It is a huge strain to leave the country. And I know it is war, but you can't stay in Ukraine because that's dangerous. And you must be strong to do that. And I think, I think Ukraine, it is a strong society and with a great spirit. And that's something the Ukrainian refugees, mainly women, bring to Sweden. And that's my impression. And good sense of humor. I mean, that's maybe something silly, but that's important too. Resilience. You need to be resilient to do what, what they've done and strong and stay positive. That's important too. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.